What is going on, Laker fans? Thank you very much for tuning in. We'll go till 9 o'clock tonight. We got a packed show tonight. Packed show this evening. Yovan Buha covers the uh, Lakers for The Athletic. We'll come on at 7.30 in the 8 o'clock hour. Trevor Lane, senior writer for Lakers Nation. We'll take some time to join the show as well. Um, Lakers coming off a win yesterday. Uh, this is uh, if you actually actually if you actually look at the last six games for the Lakers, you could tell how I'm the sample size that I'm taking is very advantageous to the Lakers. Uh, last six games for the Lakers, four and two, four and two for the Lakers in the last six games. Loss to the Bucks, loss to the Clippers. Uh, uh, beat Cleveland, Orlando, Sacramento, and Toronto, which is kind of funny. When LeBron James and Anthony Davis went out, you know, we we start specifically when LeBron went out. You start looking at games and you start saying, all right, where can we get a win? Where can we get a W? And, you know, for the most part, look, LeBron leaves the game against the Atlanta Hawks. You lost against Phoenix, New Orleans, uh, and Philadelphia. So you had lost four games in a row. If you count that game that, you know, obviously LeBron James was out on or he left in the uh, second quarter, since then you're 4-2. and two. Uh, am I trying to find a positive? No question about it, I am. But more importantly than that, what I'm trying to do is give credit to some of these role players for the Lakers. Uh, honestly, uh, and you know, you look at this roster right now, Andre Drummond played 14 minutes for the Lakers. We're all excited about that, and then there was no Andre Drummond. But you look at these Lakers role players, I've been emphasizing this. Um, you're missing arguably your three best players. I can make that case. I know we've only seen Andre Drummond for a very small sample size, but Andre Drummond, he's going to be a significant player for the Lakers once he's back in the lineup. By the way, could be back as early as tomorrow against Miami Heat. We'll see what happens. I'll, I'll read off a post he put on Instagram a little bit later. Um, but you're missing arguably your three best players. You're trying to stay in the freaking hunt in the Western Conference where you got Dallas and you got Portland and you got the uh, the Los Angeles Clippers, the Phoenix Suns, the Denver Nuggets, the Utah. There is some incredible talent in the Western Conference. I did this last week. I talked about there's tiers to the West and the East. If Lakers and the Nets are healthy, that's the first tier. And then below that, you got just a, a number of different teams. There's great talent in the Western Conference. And you got role players that are uh, fighting to just keep their heads above water. And I want to give them some credit here. It's not perfect basketball. I know there's going to be times where it's tough to watch, but you got to respect these guys' effort. It's not like they're coming out and disrespecting the game. Yes, there's going to be games like the Clippers and the Bucks where the Lakers look overmatched. Well, they should be overmatched. You don't have LeBron and Anthony Davis. Bucks could come out of the East. I don't expect them to, but they can. Clippers can come out of the West. I don't expect them to, but they can. Those are not games that, you know, you're obviously uh, you got to play perfect basketball, and there's some of those games where the Lakers struggle so uh, so bad from the field. But then you'll have an occasional game like yesterday. You have a game like that against the Sacramento Kings where the Lakers will go off. They'll play good team basketball. They'll punch first, and they'll have the lead the entire way. There was a point yesterday, Lakers had a 34-point lead in the first half. 34-point lead over Toronto. I get it. No Kyle Lowry. No Fred Van Fleet. Who cares? Who cares what these other teams are missing? I mean, the Lakers are have been depleted. Think about this for a quick second. How long has Anthony Davis been out for? AD has been out since February 14th. He's missed 23 straight games. He had Andre Drummond for, literally had Andre Drummond for 15 seconds. And then Drummond was out for three, four games now, whatever the case is. LeBron, we've obviously missed him since, uh, I think it was March 20th. That was a game against the Atlanta Hawks. Um, I, listen, I, I, I'm, not, I'm not sitting here trying to make a case that these role players 
are God's gift to mankind, but what I will tell you is um, they're they're stepping up as best as they can. If you'd have told me Lakers would have been around 500, if you could be around that 500 mark without LeBron James, Anthony Davis, add Andre Drummond into the mix, I'd have taken it in a heartbeat, and that's um, that that you could say is kind of where the Lakers are playing now. Do I expect this road trip coming up? Um, you know, obviously this is going to be an incredibly tough road trip that the Lakers have. Still five more games left on this road trip. You want to count that Clippers game as a uh, as a road game. But let me let me just kind of give everybody an idea where the Lakers are now in the NBA standings. So through all of this, through the injuries, through some of the health and safety protocols. And I'm not trying to make it sound like other teams are not going through this in the NBA. They certainly are. But LeBron and Anthony Davis out on your roster, I think it's pretty safe to say you're going to struggle. Lakers right now sitting in fifth place in the Western Conference. Actually have a game and a half lead over Portland after Lakers won yesterday. Uh, Clippers beat the Blazers here at Staples Center. So a game and a half lead over Portland and still three-game lead over the Dallas Mavericks and a pretty sizable five-and-a-half game lead over the Memphis Grizzlies who are sitting in the eighth spot. I expect the Lakers to to still fall in the standings, right? By the time we get to um, by the time we get to LeBron and Anthony Davis coming back, they're, they're going to drop. Next nine games for the Lakers are against teams uh, in the playoffs. So Eastern Conference, Western Conference, it's irrelevant. Next nine games for the Lakers are against teams that are in the playoffs, just to kind of list them out. So got Miami tomorrow, uh, 26 and 25. And frankly, I don't know why Miami's hovering around 500. I I feel like that roster should be a lot better than that. Um, Brooklyn after that. New York and Charlotte are obviously in the playoff mix in the Eastern Conference. Boston's in the playoff mix. Two against Utah, two against the Dallas Mavericks. So it's it's not... uh, don't be surprised that by the t- by the time you know some of these players come back for the Lakers that you're in seventh place or you're in sixth place. I think at at best, um, but I I think it's only a matter of time till they fall further in the uh, further in the standings. So th- this question I want to throw out to Laker fans. I put out a tweet on this, and uh, I'll read off some of the uh, the tweets. If I like the tweet, I'll read it. If I think it's hey, this is a good tweet. If I don't read it, I'll just pretend like I never saw it, like nothing happened. Um, no, no. It, always encouraged to send in your tweets, at Alan Sliwa. Um, what is one team you'd like to avoid in the first round of the playoffs? One team that you're thinking to yourself, geez, if, we're, if, we, go, if we fall to that sixth seed or seventh seed or eighth seed, I'd like to avoid this team. I asked this question to Michael yesterday, uh, 877-710-ESPN, if you want to give me your thoughts on that. And, and listen, there's a number of teams. You, you can make a case for the Jazz. You can make a case for the Clippers. You can make a case um, for the – maybe you want to make a case for the Phoenix Suns. I asked this question to Michael yesterday, and both him and I had the same team. Both him and I, I think we're on the same page with this one, simply because um, I thought the trade deadline, there was one team that got – I don't know if significantly better is the right word, but they got better. And they're uh, you know, they're a solid team and they're on the up and up. So the one team that I mentioned is uh the Denver Nuggets. There's a team that I'd like to see the Lakers avoid in the first round of the playoffs. Denver's an interesting one to me. Um Denver's one of those teams, they definitely got what it takes to make it back to the Western Conference Finals. Some people might say, oh, you know, last season was a fluke. They were down 3-1 to Utah. They came back. 
They were down 3-1 to the uh, Clippers. They came back. You know what? It was in the Orlando bubble. People can make excuses as much as they want. Denver, last season, their run was legit. Even Lakers had some trouble with them, even though they finished them off in uh, in five games. But that was, you could tell that that's an up-and-coming squad for the next few years. Trade deadline comes. They go out, they get Aaron Gordon. Uh, obviously, the development of Michael Porter Jr., who's now in the starting lineup for the uh, Denver Nuggets. Um, that's the one team that, to me, I think that's an interesting one. And I got, <laughs> and I'll read these off. Because I always love these. I always love the, you know, the the tweets that will say, "We're not scared of anybody. Bring on anybody." I get it. I know all that. I I, I understand if we're healthy, we go out, go take care of business for any versus uh, any team out there. But you know, I, I think part of this too, you're almost hoping for a little bit of a ramp up as the playoffs start. Lakers are not going to get that, um, especially with where the seating is and kind of how they're positioned right now. I don't think that's going to be coming anytime soon. Quick shout out here: Valvoline Instant Oil Change. One of our uh, partners here on Lakers Talk, we appreciate their partnership. Home of the 15-minute drive-through oil change. Don't even ask me about it. Ask Curtis. Curtis, the one. Uh, every time I see Curtis, eh, I was just over there. I'm like, Curtis, you already drove another 3,000 miles. Uh, visit SoCalOilChange.com for locations and coupons today. Uh, just go on the website if the uh, you know if the check engine light is on. You need to get some service done. Just make sure you go to. Uh, SoCalOilChange.com, and they'll help uh, with whatever you need. So let me read off a couple quick uh, tweets here. For me, I look at the Denver Nuggets. There's a team I'd like to avoid in the first round of the playoffs. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say it would be nice to avoid the Denver Nuggets. Um, Utah, I don't know what it is. I still don't feel like I'm 100% sold on them. Uh, to be honest with you, the Phoenix Suns don't concern me. Um, Clippers are interesting. Don't get me wrong. I think that's a, a a solid, solid team, but still unproven. And I think sometimes you just don't pay as much attention to a team unless you think, okay, have they got at least to the – have they made noise in the postseason? Has this specific squad made noise in the postseason? They have it, and Denver has um, – I don't think any team really bothers me if the Lakers are healthy, but Denver could be a long series. I, I guess that's the best way to put it. All right, let me read off a couple of tweets here. Roberto Valentine, Clippers, just because I think AD, LBJ, uh, and Andre Drummond will need time to ramp up towards the beginning of the playoffs. Not saying they lose, but we'd be more it'd be more difficult than meeting them later. And then he follows that up with Lakers in five. So apparently not very difficult. Let me read off one more here. Um a depressed sports fan on Twitter. That's literally his handle. Phoenix is looking very good. I would hate to play against them in round one. Let me get one more in here. Deontay Rose, nobody. It's all about health, defense, communication, being ready by the playoffs, especially in July. Um, I'm going to read off more of your tweets. If there's a team you'd like to avoid in the first round of the playoffs, if you're the Lakers, as a Laker fan, who would it be? For me, it's the Denver Nuggets. We'll take some of your phone calls coming up next. 877-710-ESPN. Uh, also want to get into why I think this could be a perfect position for the Lakers, this predicament, the situation that they've been all season long. I'll explain exactly what I'm referring to coming up next. Stay right here. This is Lakers Talk on 710 ESPN. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI 
to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. You every single play that comes up uh, two minutes left in the in the second quarter and they want to review a tip ball or a 24-second shot clock. People got got to go home after this. Um, but for the most part, I, I don't pay too much attention to the rest. That call yesterday, you're taking out the Lakers, arguably their best player with LeBron, Anthony Davis, Andre Drummond out. He plays two minutes in yesterday's game, and you know, luckily Lakers still ended up blowing out the, um, you know, obviously handling the uh, Toronto Raptors, but that was most definitely, most definitely a frustrating play yesterday. Um, okay, so I want to go back to this. If you want to be a part of the uh, conversation, 877-710-ESPN. What is one team you'd like to avoid in the first round of the playoffs? Um, let me read off a couple more of these on Twitter. Kenneth Rays, doesn't matter who we face. Uh, Kazi Nick on Twitter. Denver and Phoenix. Give me one, Nick. Nick. I, I just need one. I don't need both of the teams. Uh, Dre T says Denver only. Johan Alvarez, none. Bring them all on. So we got a lot of those, by the way. We got uh, we got a lot of the, we're not trying to avoid a team. I, I get all that. But from a matchup perspective, I, I definitely look at uh, I look at matchups a lot. And in this specific case for the Lakers, um, you know, obviously they're in uh, they're in a unique position. I I I, I want to spend a little time on this actually. So this could actually be a perfect position for the Lakers. It really could be. Just the spot that the Lakers are in right now. Um, and, and let me kind of explain what I'm referring to. So I think there's some benefits to having your role players play, playing bigger roles right now. They're 4-2 in their last six games, and they were on a four-game losing streak before that. I'm not forgetting that, but these four games that they did win with two losses, I'd like to give those role players some credit because um, that's a that's that's a great feat to be winning games without LeBron and Anthony Davis and add Andre Drummond to the mix. When I say that, I think there's some benefits to these role players doing what they're doing. I think you're probably gaining some type of camaraderie. You're gaining your own personal confidence. Guys like KCP, guys like THT, guys like Alex Caruso, who are going to become critical once you get in the playoffs. And right now there is no, well, um, LeBron will bail us out. Eh, just throw the ball down to Anthony Davis. He'll get us a bucket when we need to. Or you know what? I didn't have a good defensive assignment on my pl- um, on the guy that I'm guarding, but Anthony Davis is behind me. He'll alter a shot or he'll block a shot, so I'll be fine. Lakers have zero room for air right now, and I think there is something to say about when um, a lot of these guys are now depending on each other and they're not depending on LeBron, they're not depending on Anthony Davis. I think they're also defining each other's roles. I think... You know, right now we're finding a lot more about um, learning, kind of, I guess you could say, learning how to win with what you got. And that's not, by the way, that's not just these players. That's also uh, Lakers head coach Frank Vogel. I'm sure the coaching staff. So I, I would say that there are benefits to the position that the Lakers are in right now based off of what we've obviously watched over these last couple of weeks. Um, of course, this was a conversation before LeBron James had an injury there was always talk about LeBron. That should you should you load manage the guy, uh, rest him and back to backs. That conversation always happens with LeBron, and LeBron just continued playing in each one of these games. Well, now he's been out since March twentieth. 
if he comes back, let's say, May 1st, that'd be about 40 days off before you got a few weeks left before the playoffs start. I want to play something here from Dave McMenamin. Dave McMenamin was on with Greeny. I want to say this was a day ago, but it still uh, gives us somewhat of an update as best as we can possibly get on LeBron and Anthony Davis. Take a listen to this because I think this goes along to my point of why I think the Lakers are actually in a perfect spot. They they could be. I mean, another thing could happen is LeBron and Anthony Davis, um, it's delayed longer or they have setbacks or issues with their injuries. And I don't need to sit here and tell Laker fans that if those two guys aren't healthy, what happens to our, our, our champion, our chances of winning back-to-back? I don't have to make that, you know, obviously that uh, that argument with you. But take a listen to Dave McManaman. He was on with Greeny. Yeah, Randy, let's start with LeBron and men of a certain age. I guess you, me, and LeBron, all somewhat in the same <laughs> age range. Sometimes you get up in the middle of the night, right? You had to go to the bathroom. Well, LeBron did that last night, still buzzing from the NCAA championship game, and went on Twitter and tweeted, man, do I miss basketball so much. Uh, we're just about two weeks removed from that high ankle sprain he suffered. And sources close to LeBron tells me that, you know, it, it's going to be about four to six weeks for the total recovery time. They estimate now LeBron's a freak in nature and his body could respond faster. We'll see how that goes. Uh, I've also been told that he's been getting up as early as five in the morning to go through rehab um, as he wants to get back to the court. He's itching for it. As for Anthony Davis, he's been out since Valentine's Day. It's been a longer recovery for him. It's that right leg tendinosis and right calf strain. You know, he is progressing. In the last week, he was cleared to do more and more on the court, but we're still not talking about two-on-two. We're still not talking about three-on-three, four-on-four. And so, you know, I I don't know the exact timeline, but you're talking about at least a week-plus before we're talking about Anthony Davis back in the lineup as well. All right, so that's Dave McMenamin. So a couple things I take from that. So let's say LeBron, um, I mentioned March 20th, is when he went out with that injury against the Hawks. Say he comes back in that first week of May. That would be the six-week time frame. If it was, if it's four to six weeks, let's just say LeBron doesn't come back until the end of that time frame. Uh, maybe that that's adjusted. Maybe it's not. We have obviously no official word from the Lakers or anything like that. We just know that he's out indefinitely. Anthony Davis, he's been out since February 14th. He's missed 23 straight games. Um, obviously they're being incredibly cautious on him. Mark Stein of the New York Times had an article out today, and he said that there's some hope within the organization that he'll return to the lineup after the Lakers' five-game Eastern Conference swing underway, but any injury that involves the Achilles tendon, no matter how uh, mild, is going to spook people until Davis gets back on the floor. Achilles tendon injuries remain the most uh, feared in the sport. So even just even the, having the conversation that, Maybe he comes back before May 1st. Andre Drummond has played 14 minutes since February 12th. That's the last game he played with the Cavs. So here you have three guys that are going to be so key for the Lakers that are obviously resting at the moment. They're trying to get back, um, recover from their injuries, and obviously put themselves in a position they could come back for this playoff run. Every team in the Western Conference right now is fighting for playoff position. The Lakers are not. They're just not. I mean, they're going to try every game. They're going to come out. The role players are going to do everything that they can. But the reality is, I, I talked about this in the last segment, you cannot be paying attention to the standings right now. You just can't. There's nothing you could control with the standings right now. If LeBron and Anthony Davis are in these games and Andre Drummond and Lakers are f- dropping in the standings, imagine what would be going on right now. Laker fans calling in. 
pissed off. What are we doing here? How come this happened? You know what? The front up. Okay. None of those guys are in, and you're still kind of keeping your head above water. But you are definitely not playing. Um, you're definitely not playing for playoff position. You just have no control of that. While every other star is logging big minutes here in the regular season, the Lakers stars are not. So when I say that in a weird way, this could work out perfect for the Lakers, what I'm referring to is um, I know this is not the game plan, but it could benefit the Lakers long term. This season was about just getting through the regular season healthy. I mean, you guys remember when we were starting off the season and originally the date was going to be, I think, December 22nd, something like that. Um, December 22nd, I want to say, was uh, when the season started. But then there was chatter about the season starting January 18th, and we were all like, oh, man, hope starts January 18th. want to give the Lakers time to, you know, take a breath before the last championship that they won. Um, This season has been just about getting through healthy. It's still a big if but it may just be perfect timing. We'll see what happens. But like I said, Lakers not fighting for playoff position while the rest of the Western Conference is. And while every other star is logging big minutes in the regular season, the Lakers stars are not. So we'll see how it eventually plays out. But uh, it could be it could be perfect timing for the Lakers in a season that has not been perfect by any stretch of the imagination. All right, Jovan Buha from The uh, Athletic coming up next. Got some questions for him. I'll actually ask him the same question. If there's a team that he, he thinks would be good to avoid in the first round from the Lakers and get his thoughts on uh, tomorrow if Andre Drummond does play, what that will look like for the Lakers. All that coming up next. Stay right here. You're tuning into Lakers Talk on 710 ESPN. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Lakers taking on the Miami Heat tomorrow. So this is uh, technically a seven-game road trip, but they came back after the uh, road uh, road game against the Kings against the Clippers on Sunday. Want to welcome in uh, Johan Buha, the uh, uh, senior writer for The Athletic. Uh, Johan, what's going on, man? Thank you for tuning in. How are you doing? I'm doing well, man. Thanks for having me. How are you doing? Doing okay. I, you know, I want to ask you this because you had a really good article, and th- there's a few different things I want to get into, but you had really good article on the addition of Ben McLemore, and this became official yesterday, um, obviously during the Lakers game against the Raptors. Um, can you go into uh, go into a little bit of details, what you think of the signing, um, it, it, some of the reasons, you know, either way, this is obviously Lakers trying to fill in that last roster spot. Yeah, so um, I had actually reported uh, about a couple weeks ago that, um, you know, for, from what I had heard, the Lakers were looking to add a 3D wing with that final roster spot. And, you know, names that were kind of out there were Otto Porter Jr., Avery Bradley. Um, you know, obviously Ben kind of came out of, you know, left field where, you know, all of a sudden he, he was released over the weekend uh, with, with the Rockets. And, um, you know, I, I think given who was available, you know, right, like Otto Porter Jr. and Avery Bradley aren't available. Sure. And actually, there's been a lot of reporting to the contrary that they won't be available and will be staying with their respective teams. 
Um, so I think if you really look at the landscape and, and who was out there, uh, there weren't really any difference makers. And uh, this is a guy in, in Ben McElmore who has not shot the ball particularly well this season, only 33% on threes. But it's hard to kind of separate that from this Rockets team, which has the second worst record in the league and the fourth worst offense. But just going back to last season, where, where we saw you know Houston go with that, that small ball experiment, uh, you know, he was shooting 40 plus percent uh, on you know six attempts a game, and you know shot 40 percent in Sacramento the season before. So um, I think if there's one thing that the Lakers have struggled with at times this season, even when LeBron and AD have been in the lineup, it's been their three-point shooting and some of the inconsistencies with some of the perimeter guys. So I, I think you add in a guy in Ben who has been a 40 plus percent three-point shooter the last couple seasons, um, and a guy who, who doesn't really have a conscience like. Uh, you know, I was going through some film on, on him on Synergy, and if you watch him, like, he takes some shots that, you know, are, are of that J.R. Smith, Deion Waiters variety, and the Lakers don't really have a guy like that on this team. Like, um, you know, like even a guy like Taylor or a guy like Kuz, like, I think they kind of play more within the offense. Sure. So I think adding a guy who is going to gun a little bit from deep it's something that they might need and can inject some um, just some much needed three point shooting. So, um, you know, he isn't going to do much else outside of that. This isn't a guy who's really going to handle the ball or play make or, or rebound or, um, you know, he's an okay defender. Uh, but for the most part, you know, he's just going to come in and take a bunch of threes and knock them down. And I think that's something that the Lakers can use. Jovan Buha, Lakers uh, beat writer for the athletic also co-hosts the forum club podcast. Um, you know, it's interesting, Jovan. I, when when I saw the signing Ben McLemore, and obviously if there's one thing Lakers need to address after they got Andre Drummond, shooting was the conversation. That was the topic. And then the next thing it kind of turned to was, how the heck are you going to get playing time on a roster like this? And this is what I'm curious about with Coach. I'm not talking about just Ben McLemore, but just in general, right? I mean, think about when, when the Lakers are whole and they're healthy. This is a good problem to have. They'll have the ability to adjust to any team out there. They'll have the ability to play all these different styles. But you can easily say you got 13 players that are part of the rotation that at any time coach can go to and say, okay, you know what, I need Markeith right now. Marcus Hall, why don't you get in there? Wesley Matthews, Ben McLemore, Alex Caruso. Go down the list of all these different players. How do you think, how do you think that balance is going to work out? Yeah, I mean, you bring up a really good point. I think, you know, Ben gives them that 13th player. I mean, remember a few weeks ago, we were talking about how are they going to figure out an 11-man rotation? Well, they've added two rotation guys in Andre, who's now starting, you know, meaning he's for sure in the rotation. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then Ben now, who I think is going to have some competition. And I think to your point, like it's going to come down to matchups and how the guys are playing. And we've seen, you know, a guy like Wes Matthews, for example, go through some shooting slumps, kind of have, you know, up and down shooting at times. And I think during those stretches where Wes isn't, you know, playing that well, that's when you can go to a Ben, right? Or, um, you know, we, we've seen stretches where, uh, you know, maybe Talon makes a couple defensive mistakes and, and you know, Coach Vogel uh, pulls him out, and that's maybe where you go with Ben and, and give him a shot. So um, I think I look at Talon and Wes as kind of the, the guys he's in competition with. Um, and, and, you know, KCP, I guess, to a little extent, but sure. he, he's a starter, so I, I think his minutes are fine. But I think, you know, what the, the, the most interesting thing to me is what the Lakers did here, which I, I think is, is kind of underrated, is that they looked at their positional groups and identified weaknesses in those positional groups 
and then went out and added guys hmm. that I think bolstered those weaknesses. So with, with Drummond, um, it, it was that vertical kind of physical presence, but really it was, I, I think a, a big part of it was rebounding, where you, you look at Mark and Trez, and they can offensive rebound, but they are you know statistically you know average to below average defensive rebounders. So what do you do? You go get one of the you know historically elite defensive rebounders you know in NBA history uh, in Drummond and then with, with again the three-point shooting has been an issue um, you know a lot of guys in the rotation have been up and down so what do you do you go get a guy who shot 40 plus percent the last two seasons so I think what you know the, the, you know Rob Polinka and the Lakers front office did you know that they deserve credit for here is just identifying weaknesses and holes in the the roster and the rotation and they went out and got two guys that I think you know, depending on what they need, can't help them on that. Like, you can't load up on LeBron and AD and leave Ben McLemore open for three. Like, mm-hmm. he will knock those down. Even this year, with a quote-unquote down three-point shooting year, he's shooting th- 39% on open threes. So that, that's still a good percentage. So I think, you know, he, he's someone that could play depending on the matchup. But I really think that the Drummond and, and McLemore signings are more so just about what the Lakers needed and plugging that in, you know, depending on the, the matchup, the series, and, and whatnot down the road. You know, you said something, Yovan. You were when you were describing kind of the position coaches in, and you said, "All right, maybe Wes is having a bad night." Now you could go to Ben McLemore. That that's kind of the beauty of this Lakers roster, and, and this is something that I noticed last season with Coach. He didn't hesitate. If a player's not playing well, or he, there's a matchup that he doesn't like, or he prefers another player. Uh, he'll make that change and, and he'll take his chances with it. And yes, you have your, you know, you have your natural generic starters, whoever those are. But that doesn't mean they're going to play the, uh, you know, the main minutes. That doesn't mean if a player is playing better than some one of the other starters, then he's not going to give that player minutes. So I think that's a, it's a fair assessment, and I think that's the, you know, kind of the luxury that coach has the rest of the way and, and we'll see obviously how things play out of course health is going to be everything but uh that obviously is a, a big part to do with it Jovan Buha Lakers a uh, beat writer for the athletic also co-hosts the uh, forum club podcast taking some time to join Lakers talk Jovan I, I asked this question and uh heard from a lot of Laker fans on Twitter on this if there's one team it just kind of this is the nature of where the Lakers are. When you're missing the players that you have, you're falling in the NBA standings. Actually, still have a game and a half lead over Portland for uh, for the number five spot. But let's just assume over this stretch until these guys come back, they fall further in the standings. Is there a team you'd like to avoid in the first round if you're the Lakers? As in, you know, you're going to have to face them at some point, but. Um, just between some of these teams that have excelled so far in the West, is there a team you think uh, would be you'd prefer that they avoid in the first round? Uh, I, I think the, the Clippers, just because I view them still as the biggest threat in the West. You know, for, for me, um, playoffs you know come down to stars and, and star matchups. And for my money, I you know. We'll, we'll see. We'll see what happens with playoff P, right, and the 2021 postseason. But I'm still going to take Kawhi and PG over Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert, or over Chris Paul and Devin Booker. Or, How about Jokic and Murray? Um, yep, Jokic and Murray. I mean, that that one, you know, that, that could be an interesting four or five matchup. So mm-hmm. I, I don't know about that one, but um, you know, I, I just think, and more so, really on Kawhi, where you know. Um, Sure. It's, it's no secret. Uh, you know, I, I used to cover the Clippers, and mm-hmm. um, you know, I thought that you know, really, it, it, he kind of got lumped into their collapse when I, I thought he had played really well in the playoffs until that game seven, and, mm-hmm. and then you know, obviously didn't have a good game seven. But 
Um, for, for me, it's just like he's the best player of that group. You know, even Jokic might be the MVP, but I, I still think Kawhi. I mean, we saw what he did in 2019 with Toronto. Like, I just think facing them in the first round would would probably be my last pick. But I think to your point, like the Lakers are gonna have a tough path now. You know, like they could be the five seed, they could be the six seed, um, maybe even the seven seed if, if things go like a worst case scenario. So in that you know in that scenario, like you're gonna have to face a Phoenix, a Utah, a Clippers a early Denver, on. Right and you know and, and probably three of those four teams right like mm-hmm. you're gonna have to you might go like you know Denver Clippers Utah or something like that right so um, I, I think I also think just just for for L A right like we all want to see the the Lakers Clippers play in the playoffs so we don't want to see it in a first round series like give it to us you know, preferably in a conference finals but maybe the semifinals at the earliest but I, I just think that would take out some of the the appeal to that series of, of seeing that matchup and like so early this weird, like three, six mm-hmm. series where you're like the Lakers aren't the six seed, right? Like mm-hmm. this is just because LeBron and AD have been out. So for me, it's the Clippers. I mean, I, I guess looking at it uh, from a, a tactical perspective, maybe the Suns, because I, I do think that, um, you know, the, their style of play, uh, they, they really stretch you out. They, they take a lot of threes. And I do think that we, we've seen, one of the trends we've seen in, in um, some of the Lakers' losses have just been them getting destroyed at the three-point line, right? Like, you know, a team will hit seven to ten more threes than them, and that ends up being the difference in a game. And I, I do view Phoenix as that type of team where, you know, they can get really hot and um, really burn you there. But um, I think for me, I would still say the Clippers, I still think they're the biggest threat. But, but really, I almost put a lot of these teams on an even playing field where, like, Looking at the top four, I think they all can beat each other. So I don't know if I really give one that big of an advantage. I would just give the Clippers a slight advantage there. What do you think, uh, Jovan? Final one. Um, you think Drummond ends up going tomorrow? I mean, I, I saw, I read something on Instagram. I, I think he actually posted this. Still missing the toenail, but tomorrow night we're it, we're lit. <laughs> so ho- hopefully he goes. But putting Drummond to the side for a quick second, you think over the next three to four weeks. AD and LeBron back in the lineup. I mean, is that is that kind of a safe bet? Trying to be conservative there. Yeah, I mean, um, you know, I, I I think with AD, it, it looks like he's been progressing. Mm-hmm. I, I know it's been a, a little vague, right? Like we, we don't really know what exactly he's been doing um, on the floor. But you know, I, I thought we saw it in, in Tampa that uh, you know he, he was in the background a bit. You saw him shooting a little bit. You saw him watching. Uh, Montrez Harrell and, and Devontae Kaycock, you know, playing each other one-on-one. Mm-hmm. Um, and he looked to be moving okay. And, you know, he, he's been pretty active on the bench during those uh, bench celebrations. So uh, I, I feel like with AD, it's probably going to be another week, maybe two weeks tops. But I, I wouldn't be surprised if he, he returns shortly after they get back from the road trip. And then with LeBron, I mean, the initial diagnosis um, as reported by, by my colleague uh, Shams Sharania at the Athletic, and then also by ESPN, was four to six weeks. So uh, you know he got injured March 20th. Uh, four to six weeks puts him at end of April, early May. So I think another four weeks from now it is reasonable. But I wouldn't be surprised if he maybe returns around that May 1st mark, right? And um, you know, kind of gets uh, at least a couple weeks to prepare for the playoffs because the, the regular season ends uh, May 16th for the Lakers. So um, I think we will see LeBron and AD most likely in the lineup within the next four weeks. And then I think we'll have a clearer picture of these questions we've been talking about, right? Like what's the yeah. rotation going to look like? What is the bench lineup going to look like? 
Um, and I think that'll get us all excited for the postseason. Yovan, great stuff, buddy. Thank you for taking the time. Appreciate it as always and, uh, and joining the show, okay? Appreciate you, man. I'll see you uh, See you next week. Yes, sir. All right, Yovan. That's Yovan Buha. Uh, by the way, Laker fans, very, very simple here. He's fantastic as a beat writer for The Athletic, so uh, make sure you follow him. J-O-V-A-N Buha, B-U-H-A on Twitter. Uh, good dude as well. Um, okay, so let's do this. A couple things I want to hit on. Um, Andre Drummond could be coming back tomorrow. I'll read off uh, exactly um, his posts on Instagram. What does that mean to Marcus Gasol? What does that mean for his role? I thought there was a couple clips from yesterday's uh, post-game show that uh, really kind of cleared everything up there. And then the Lakers added Ben McLemore um, last night. We'll talk a little bit about that. Uh, we'll do all that coming up next if uh, you're driving around. And you want to talk some Lakers basketball with me. 877-710-ESPN. We'll take some of your phone calls coming up next as well. Uh, This is Lakers Talk on 710 ESPN. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight. S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Lakers got the Miami Heat tomorrow. By the way, uh, pregame show will start at 3 p.m. And then tip-off will be at 4.30. Good game going on right now. Suns and Utah. That could be a matchup in the playoffs um, let me read off a quick uh, post here from Andre Drummond on Instagram, and then I'm going to take a couple of your guys' phone calls, and we've got a few people waiting here. Um, Drummond put out a post, still missing a toenail, but tomorrow night we're lit. I think there's I think there's some momentum here that we might get Andre Drummond to, uh, to go up against the Miami Heat tomorrow. That'd be obviously great. Coach, Coach mentioned yesterday that he could potentially be ready for Miami. That was in the – I want to say that was pregame. Uh, I'm ready to see Drummond. I, I really am desperately. I, I, we need him desperately in this stretch that the Lakers have. I, I've, I've talked about this a couple times. The next nine games for the Lakers are versus playoff teams. So Drummond obviously can play a big role there. Expectation for Drummond is do what you do best. Grab rebounds, get a couple lobs, be a big body down low, um, You know, throw in a couple block shots there and uh, kind of fill in this role for the Lakers before Anthony Davis, LeBron James come back. Uh, he's obviously going to be critical for the Lakers, um, and we'll see if it ends up happening. We'll see if Andre Drummond um, gets back in the Lakers lineup tomorrow. Uh, Manuel and Gardena. Manuel, what's going on? Thank you for calling in, bud. What up, Slee Stack? How you doing tonight? Man, no complaints. Uh, I mentioned this, uh, Lakers 4-2 and two in their last six games. We'll take it. I mean, under the circumstances, that I, I'm not saying it's perfect basketball, but uh, I think you gotta you got to be happy with that under the uh, circumstances. Absolutely. Hey, where, where is uh, Travis and the Slee stack coming back? Oh, we on? had, uh, listen, we had yesterday, we had Travis and Slee with tomorrow after the Lakers-Miami game we're back on. So we, we got a couple, uh, couple reps coming in this week. Oh, that's what I wanted to hear. Son of a bitch. I missed it last night. My bad, Alice. Hey, for these yahoos that think we're scared of the Suns, maybe they got skin cancer or something because, hey, man, only, you know, the Phoenix Suns will do no damage. Suns I'm not worried about. Yeah, no no worry for me from the Suns. Mm -hmm. Chris Paul, we've seen that act. 
Well, I, I, I put this question out a little bit earlier, man, while I mentioned if there's one team that you'd prefer not seeing in the first round, look, you're gonna, if you're going to win a championship and, and come out of the West, you're going to face all the top guns. But if you prefer not, not facing one team in the West in the first round, who would you prefer it's, uh, that you could avoid in the first round? obvious man it would be across the hall i don't want the clippers in the first round i want to make them earn their way to that championship series like we were supposed to have last year put all the chips to the center of the table with t Luke, and then we're just gonna eliminate them like the lakers always do manuel is our only obstacle my friend all right man hey i appreciate it thank you for calling in and uh tell you what um from what uh, from from some of the timelines that have been out there, I don't think it's I don't think it's crazy to think that by May first, maybe a week into May, that you probably got everybody back. That's the hope, right? At this case, that's obviously the hope for the Lakers. I, I want to play something from uh, I want to play something from yesterday, post game here. So if Andre Drummond comes back tomorrow. Um, you know, obviously, what does that kind of do with Marcus All? I know that was part of the conversation that was going on for a little bit. Take a listen to a coach yesterday talking about Andre Drummond and his role when he does come back to the Lakers. Now we're going to start Andre. Um, you know, that's what we signed him here for. You know, we feel like, uh, first of all, we need to get him a ton of minutes to uh, to get him acclimated in our system with only X amount of games before the playoffs. And, uh, you know, he'll be our starter, you know. Um, but like I said, we said this from you know, the, the whole time through. We need all, all three of those guys, and all three of them are really good players. They're going to help us win a championship. So, um, but no, it doesn't change that. All right. So the role of Mark Gasol when Andre Drummond comes back uh, is pretty clear. And what's clear is that Mark Gasol is going to be asked to obviously be Plan B, Plan C, maybe at times even Plan D, depending on if you're playing a team that's just too small and he can't find opportunities to come in, or in a playoff matchup where they're going small on the Lakers. Um, I thought, uh, you know, one thing I'll never question with Marcus Gasol, the dude's a pro's pro, all right? And that's the reality. He is. And I am I know he signed up for the Lakers not thinking that he was going to be backing up Andre Drummond, backing up Markeith, uh or I'm sorry, Montrez Harrell, that he's going to be that far down the depth chart. But this is a position that the Lakers are in. They got better by adding Drummond. I'm sure there's going to be some guys that are going to be flying for minutes with Ben McLemore since he was added as well. With all that being said, take a listen to Marcus Gasol from yesterday uh, talking about whatever role that he needs to play for the Lakers, he'll play. I'll, I'll stay ready. I'm going to tell you this. I'm, I'm fully committed to the team. Uh, I'll stay ready. Um, when my number is called, I understand, you know, uh, we have to get, uh, you know, under-acclimated to what we try to do. Um, we have to get back. Um our two, you know, uh, main guys, Bron and, and AD, whenever they come back, uh, and we have to get that group going and get some chemistry going um, with the first unit for them. Um, I'll be ready no matter what happens, no matter if it's, you know, five minutes, 10 minutes, um, at the whatever position, if it's uh, some nights I might not play, but I'll stay ready no matter what. Um, you know, I made that commitment. Um, it's been a process for me to to, uh, you know, reassess the situation a little bit. Um, but I'm like I said, I'm fully committed to this team. Um, so, you know, whatever is thrown at me, I'll, I'll be ready. You know, it's funny. I guarantee you Gasol is going to get opportunities in the playoffs. I guarantee you just this is just the way things happen. Something's going to happen, and Mark Gasol's name is going to be called, and he'll have an opportunity to deliver for the Lakers and feel like he was a part of this championship run. 
Um, I'm sure when they brought Drummond in initially and I'm sure promised Andre Drummond, you come to the Lakers and you don't go to Brooklyn or the Clippers or the Celtics or one of those other teams, you're going to get not only legitimate minutes, you're going to be our starting center. And I'm sure there's a lot of stuff that they promised to uh, to Andre Drummond. A time will come for Marcus Gasol. And by the way, if you're Marcus Gasol, play out this year. Go try to win an NBA championship. You already got one in your career. Your your uh, your contract is guaranteed for two years. So um, hopefully he buys in, and it sounds like he's going to. But of course, his role is going to uh, significantly diminish here once Andre Drummond comes back. You're assuming that it does. Okay, let's do this when we come back. We got our top NBA stories, um, and then later in the show. We still got Trevor Lane from Lakers Nation that's going to join the show. We'll talk about this play-in tournament, big deal or not, if the Lakers are in that. Uh, Montrez Harrell last night, I loved what he did. Ben Mack, we still got a lot to get into. So uh, stay right here. This is Lakers Talk on 710 ESPN. Top NBA stories coming up next.